What's going on, Cock Knuckles? It's your old buddy Trevor Cox here, back with the Cox Talks podcast. Listen, sorry I'm late. A uh, couple technical technical difficulties, along with uh, you know what, just not having the motivation and maybe the topic ideas to pump out the quality programming that you're accustomed to here on the Cox Talks podcast. But here we are. We're back. We're doing it one more time here. Episode 23, I think. The Michael Jordan of the Cox Talks podcasts. Um, yeah. So, as always, questions, comments, concerns, dilemmas, you can uh, just get a hold of me on Instagram. I had an email for this fucking podcast. Nobody ever used it. So, look me up on um, Instagram at the Cox Talks podcast. Uh, I'm easily pretty easy to find on Facebook. You can also follow me on Twitter at Trevor Dofsky. And as I always say, if you're one of the lucky few that has my personal contact information, by all means, reach out to me. Uh, let me know uh, any feedback you got. Big feedback guy. Everybody knows that. Love the feedback. Good or bad, I can take it all. So solo episode today. It's just going to be me. Um Got some things I want to talk about. You may, some people may find it boring. I don't know. I think it's going to be rather educational, in my own opinion. So we'll see how it goes. Um, Yeah. So, where to start? Sorry, I'm just, uh, I'm really, I don't know. I'm not feeling it. Don't. I just don't have the motivation. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't have the motivation. Um, I know I've said this in previous episodes, but I just, I feel like the podcast is uh, falling off. Now, having said that, last episode we had with Eli Crothers, um, I got a lot of positive feedback about that interview. So, uh, if you haven't passed, if you haven't passed the Cox Sox podcast on to your friends, like you're fucking supposed to, um, please, by all means, pass it along. Tell your fucking friends about the Cox Sox podcast and lead them off with uh, with that last episode we had. A lot of great feedback on Eli, and actually, surprisingly. Uh, a lot of great feedback about my little rant at the end of the episode about people basically minding their own business when it comes to the financial decisions you make within your own business. Um, got a lot of positive feedback about that, actually, uh, just as much as I did uh, regarding the interview with Eli. So that was uh, that actually caught me off guard. So anyway, so last episode, um, back to my rant here. Last episode, we talked about how my brother and I were trying to diversify our our farming operation, our business, whatever you want to call it, and we bought a uh, a truck and a set of B trains. And I've been hauling grain, just been just trucking, eh? Just been I just been trucking up and down the 401 and the QEW and the 427 and the 404 here in Ontario. Which, if you are from out of province. Those are essentially the main arteries to get in and around and through Toronto. And what an absolute smorgasbord fuck show that can be at certain times. I don't know. It fucking boggles my mind how you go to cities, uh, Chicago, LA, Dallas, uh, wherever. And they seem to, I wouldn't say they have their traffic under control, but they do not have the fucking congestion that we have here in Toronto. It boggles my mind. I don't get it. And a lot of people say, oh, well, the lake's there. It causes a lot of problems. Well, fuck, last time I checked, Chicago was right on uh, Lake Michigan. So they got a fucking lake there too. L.A., I don't know. You have this big fucking body of water there called the ocean. Probably causes a lot of problems there. But like I said, 
Um, they seem to figure it out. So I don't, I don't really know what's wrong with the traffic here in Toronto. I, man, if you're a tourist and you come to Toronto and you get locked in this traffic, let's say you want to take a day trip down to Niagara Falls or something, you're fucked. Like it's, you got to go on like a Tuesday morning at like four in the morning, eh, bud, to get all the way down to Niagara Falls there, eh, without hitting too much traffic. So anyways, back to, uh, back to my point here. So been doing some trucking. And been doing some noticing. Okay. Now. I want to get something out of the way. Right off the hop here. I've been driving truck recently. I have been driving truck for several years now. But it's sporadic. I don't drive truck all day. Every day. Okay. So. By no means. Am I a trucker. Okay. I don't want to come across. Like I'm some seasoned fucking veteran trucker. Okay, there's guys out there that listen to this podcast. I know I've got some listeners with the uh, the Hurlbert outfit here in Ontario. I got some uh, Newmarket Equipment listeners. I got some Skelton Truck Line listeners. I got a, a couple listeners that run Milk Truck there. You guys, gravel haulers, whatever, the Marquis boys. Um, listen, you guys out there, you guys have backed up more fucking miles than I've drove. So, uh, again... I don't want to come across as I'm some old seasoned veteran truck driver. I like to think I know my way around a truck. I can get from point A to point B, knock on wood, relatively problem-free. I like to think I'm a pretty efficient driver, but that's where it ends, okay? So what I've done over the last couple of weeks is um, I started to take notes on things I notice as a truck driver. And I know I'm going to get a lot of, uh, a lot of you truck drivers are going to agree with me on some of these things that I've brought up. But if you're somebody that doesn't drive truck, if you just cruise around the highway in your, you know, regular size passenger vehicle, that's cool. That's cool. Driving truck isn't for everybody. Okay. I, I get it. It's cool. But I want you guys to really pay attention because I feel like a lot of you people do some of these things and you don't even have... You don't even have a fucking clue you're doing it, okay? And one thing I've always been a firm believer of is once you turn 16, once you get your driver's license, so I guess here in Ontario, I guess it's 17 before you can get your, your 17 before you can get your full G, G2 license, I guess it's called now. But it it's of my opinion, and not necessarily just here in Ontario, all across Canada, all across the United States, it's of my opinion that once you get your driver's license, you should be forced to ride in the cab of a semi-truck, a tractor-trailer, for a minimum of three days so you can see, learn, and understand what truck drivers go through dealing with passenger vehicles, especially on major highways, okay? That's my opinion. I think you'd have give passenger vehicle drivers a better grasp, a better understanding of what it actually takes behind the wheel, what we can see, what we can't see, okay, how quick we can stop, how quick we can't stop, how long it takes us to get stopped, so on and so forth. I'm a firm believer that, that people need to ride in trucks and see and understand that firsthand, and I think it would make the roads a much safer place. So, a couple things I've noticed as a truck driver, okay? First thing, and and I was guilty of this too before I started driving truck, but please do not hang out in our blind spots. I, I, I understand 
you maybe don't understand that you're in our blind spots. But if you're driving along and you're just hanging out beside a truck, especially on a on a multi-lane highway, believe it or not, that truck does have to make lane changes too. And if you're hanging out in his blind spots, which on a tractor trailer or a gravel truck, for that matter, there's a lot of, we have larger and we have more blind spots than a passenger vehicle does. Okay. There's a lot of times we can't see you where you're just hanging out beside a big truck. If you come up on a truck on a multi-lane highway, get past the goddamn thing. Okay. Don't just sit there and hover around him, beside him, whatever. Get past the fucking thing. Get out of harm's way. Everybody wants to talk about how fucking dangerous driving around big trucks are, but y'all want to hang out right beside us, right beside our battery box, our steps into the truck where we cannot see you, okay? We cannot see you there. Whether you're just be, just back behind the driver's door in a big truck, can't see you there either. Get on the gas, get past us, get out of the fucking way. Don't linger. Don't fucking linger around big trucks on the highway, okay? That's one thing. I'm going to get this, uh, get, strike this off my list here. Next, I don't know if people think that, you know, truckers just like to signal, put their signals on for fun or or whatever, that may, or that they're blind and they don't realize that big trucks actually have fucking signal lights. But another thing I've noticed is, especially again on these multi-lane highways, and keep, keep in mind here that this... This new trucking gig we've got, this is where I do the majority of my driving is on multi-lane highways, all right? So this is this is where all these these bad habits of passenger driver vehicles are coming from. You guys ignore our fucking signal lights, okay? We could be trying to move over a lane and you're, you come flying up, you know, you come flying up. I know that you see we have our blinker on. I know you fucking see it, but oh no, you got to just fucking come flying up there anyways. And then guess what happens? You get up right beside us. Oh, and there's not enough room for you to go into either lane. So you just got to hang out there. And then we got to either hammer on the fucking brakes and risk getting rear-ended. Or we got to hang out and sometimes, in some cases, miss our fucking, miss our on-ramp, miss our turn, miss, miss changing the lane that we need to be into because you couldn't look and see our fucking signals and... And, and yield to us, essentially. I'm not saying we own the road, but you know what I'm getting at, all right? Pay attention to our fucking signals. How mad do you get when you're ripping down the highway and you got your blinker on and some fucking dildo doesn't pay attention to your fucking signal? Pay the fuck attention, all right? The signals are there for a reason, as just the same as they are on your passenger vehicle, all right? You see a trucker's signal, give him the fucking time of day and pay attention, all right, and something else I'm going to tell you guys about, and this goes back to the fucking lingering as well, and I can feel myself, I'm already starting to get fucking fired up here. When you're driving along beside a truck with a long trailer on it, quite often you're driving in the half, I'll call it the halfway point of the truck. You're halfway between the back of the trailer and the front of the truck, and you just, you know, you're just fucking hanging out there, and oh, what do you know? Driver throws his fucking blinker on, but you don't fucking see it because you're not because you think that there's only a blinker on the front or the back of the truck. Wrong. When you're when you're pulling a trailer, there is a signal light on the trailer at the in the middle of the trailer. So halfway between the front of the trailer and and the back of the trailer. There's always a fucking signal light there. 
open your eyes, get your head on a swivel, all right? Look around, be aware of your fucking surroundings, okay? There's a signal light there. You see that thing flashing? Guess what? Either step on the gas or or get over a lane and give that trucker the opportunity to fucking change lanes. Open your goddamn eyes, all right? Pay attention to the signals and please, for the love of God, fucking obey them, all right? Back to the paying attention to the surroundings, okay? This is something I I really noticed too. There's a lot of drivers have abs the tunnel vision. They have absolutely no fucking idea what's going on around them. None whatsoever. And the biggest one that cheeses me off is a lot of trucks out there. I'll I'll use myself as an example. And I could go down the list of who's who's pulling what and how many tons, but I'm just going to use my own outfit as an example. If I'm on a multi-lane highway uh, with rolling hills, so to speak, and I'm coming down a hill with 44 tons of corn in my trailers, quite often I gain a lot of momentum coming down that hill. And nine out of 10 times when you come down a hill, guess what? You got to go back up a fucking hill too. So guess what I like to do? And guess what every other trucker likes to do? They like to use that momentum that they gain coming down the hill to help get them up the fucking hill a little bit quicker. But what always happens, you get somebody just poking along in the fucking slow lane. Just, okay, yeah, it's the slow lane for a reason. I get it. But I don't know. Maybe check your rear view mirror and notice that there's a fucking transport truck bearing down on your fucking rear bumper. Okay, it takes us a lot of time to stop. All right. All you got to do If you're in that situation as a passenger vehicle, all you got to do, if it's safe to do so, move over to the other lane. When the truck's climbing the hill on the other side, he's going to slow back down again. You can get back in the slow lane, all right? Because one of these days, you're going to be fucking driving along, and you're not going to be paying attention. You're not going to be checking your mirrors, okay? You're going to have your fucking tunnel vision on, all right? And you're going to get rear-ended, you're going to get pushed off the road, and you're going to get fucking killed. Plain and simple. Again, pay attention to your fucking surroundings. And this is this actually leads me into something else. You're driving down a fucking multi-lane highway. You're pulling 44 ton of corn. Some guy behind you in his fucking Chevy Cobalt or his Jeep Cherokee or his fucking gay Nissan truck can't get can't get by you and he gets he's starting to get pissy because you're slowing him down so what does he do he pulls out he fucking slingshots past you and then he fucking merges right in front of you damn near fucking cuts you off and guess what there's always another transport truck in front of you well i'm gonna tell you something you want to pull that fucking stunt you're asking to get yourself killed okay because again A truck pulling 44 ton of corn, wheat, soybeans, fertilizer, whatever, cannot stop on a dime. And if you think it's funny to pull ahead of us and jam on your brakes and brake check us, you're going to get yourself fucking killed. Plain and simple. Do not ever, ever, I cannot repeat this enough, never brake check a fucking transport truck. You will be killed. And guess who's going to get the blame, as always? The fucking truckers. The truckers always get the blame because some idiot fucking blowhard got a little pissy because the truck was slowing him down or or thinks that the truck cut him off. But probably what really happened is fucking Donnie, Donnie fucking Gohard there in his Nissan Titan 
didn't notice that the trucker was signaling and thought he got cut off. So what does he do? He gets pissed off, comes up, fucking cuts in front of the truck and brake checks him. That's a good way to get yourself killed. So, you know, if you're on a little bit of a suicide mission, that's one way to do it, okay? But don't do that. That is one of the most unsafe fucking things you can do with... You might as well go stick a fucking... You might as well, <laughs> you might as well go stick your fucking dick in a light socket because it's going to kill you or it's going to burn your dick off or something. Anyways, pay attention to your surroundings out there. Don't fucking break check transport trucks, please. I'm begging you. Merge lanes. This is a big one for me. And I know there's, you know what? And listen, if there's any truckers out there listening and and you think I'm 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 wrong about something that I bring up here, by all means, I'm all ears. You all know I'm a big feedback guy. If there's something you th- you do different or you think is safer or maybe you want to chime in on, I know there's a lot of stuff I'm not covering here. There's a lot of stuff I'm missing, but Please, by all means, you guys with a lot more experience than me, if if you think I'm wrong on something, by all means, let me know and we'll sort it out. But merge lanes. Okay. You've heard me say it probably 212 times already. Big trucks cannot stop on a dime. And when we do, when we are stopped, it takes us a long time to get back up to speed. So you're coming onto a multi-lane highway, you're coming on the merge lane, and what do you see right there? You want to merge over, but what's right there? A fucking big truck. Now, what do you do? Every single fucking one of you. You know what you guys do? You hang out, and you wait for the truck to either speed up, or you wait for the truck to fucking slow down. You come up beside us, and what do you do? You maintain the same fucking speed as the truck until the fucking lane runs out. And then what do you do? You fucking start waving your arms out the window and blowing your horn because you're not fucking smart enough to know that fucking gas is on the right, brake is on the left. Pick one of them. Either step on it and get your fucking foot into it and get past the truck before the merge lane ends, Or tap your brakes a little bit. Slow down. Let the truck go by. Get in behind him and then accelerate past him in the other lane. This is not fucking rocket surgery. Okay? I hate to break it to you. Big trucks are not going to yield to you in this case. Now, a good truck driver will... He's, you know, approaching a merge lane. A good truck driver will get into the fast lane or whatever so that you have room to merge. But guess what? That's not always an option because remember... Passenger vehicle drivers don't pay attention to their surroundings. Passenger drivers don't pay attention to trucker signals. So that's not always an option. If you're a passenger vehicle coming onto a fucking highway via a merge lane and you see a big truck there, again, I repeat, gas on the right, brake on the left, fucking choose one, Sandra. Okay? It's fucking simple. It takes you, it's a lot easier for you to accelerate past us than it is for us to accelerate past you. It's also a lot easier for you to to decrease your speed. And I know I'm using big words for you here, Sandra, but it's also a lot easier for you to decrease your speed, get in behind the, via, the uh, large transport truck, merge onto the fast lane, and then accelerate past them. That is a lot easier for you to do than it is a truck pulling 44 ton of product. Okay, let's figure these merge lanes out because I'm really starting to get pissed off around merge lanes. It's, it's, I'm going to start getting angry. Okay, figure it the fuck out. 
another thing I've picked up on, and this is this is something that that the truckers are up to. Okay, so uh, CB radios. Everybody knows, you know, truckers have CB radios in their trucks. That's how they talk to one another on the highway. Uh, you know, give each other the heads up about a traffic jam coming, or there's a tire on the road at mile marker fucking forty two, or something like that. You know, they it it helps keep each other safe. But I'll tell you one thing: it shouldn't be used for. And I can safely say uh, I have not done this all over the CB radio. But the racism that I hear on the CB radio is, wow, it's it can get pretty intense sometimes. Now listen, I understand that here in Canada, we have a lot of new Canadians driving truck. We have a lot of new Canadians driving unsafe trucks. We have a lot of generational Canadians driving unsafe trucks. Okay, we have a lot of generational Canadians driving truck, period. We have a lot of generational Canadians that are new drivers as well. Okay, I understand that a lot of these new Canadians, because of their business structure, are undercutting a lot of generational Canadian businesses. I understand all that. Okay, but to come across a situation in which a new Canadian makes you angry while on the highway, I don't think it's right to get racist over the radio. You can say your piece, absolutely. I'm all for telling another driver how you feel about his or her driving, but let's just leave the race out of it. All right. Like it's, I mean, this is 2022. Like there's just, there's, there's literally no room for that anymore. And I'm not, you know, I'm not a big, okay. This isn't me fucking trying to end racism. All right. I'm not racist. I have a color TV. All right. So, but all I'm saying is if, um, if you're going to have words with somebody over the CB radio, leave the race card out of it. All right, there's just, there's no room for that. I think it's cowardly. I think it's fucking gutless because if you were in a parking lot with this guy and you had, with this driver of another nationality, of another religion, of another whatever you want to call it, 99% of you would not say the stuff to their faces that you say to them over the CB radio. Again, I think it's gutless and I think it's a little cowardly to, to bring racism into it okay so truckers let's try and uh let's just try and clean that up a bit all right like if you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything at all but seriously the and and a lot of you guys a lot of drivers out there are fleet drivers that are that are mm, i'm not yeah not all of them a lot a lot of these rate i'll call them racist truck drivers are fleet drivers and if your boss is if your owners of the fleet would ever heard the way you talk to some of these guys across the CB radio, you probably wouldn't have a job with that company anymore. Um, there's just no room for it. Like I said, this is 2022. Grow the fuck up. Seriously. Be mad. Be pissed off all you want. Tell the driver exactly what you think of them. I, there's, I got nothing against that. I just, just leave the race out of it. It doesn't, it, <laughs> the race has nothing to do with how they drive a truck, sort of. I'm not going to go down that fucking rabbit hole. I'm not going to, we're not going to get into that. I'm just, 
yeah, no room for racism on the CB radio. Okay, furthermore, moving on. Uh, what I have learned, and I was told this a long time ago when I started trucking out west, is as a new driver, take your time. Okay, take your time as a truck driver out there. You get just as much done in a day doing 80, 90, 75 kilometers an hour down the highway as you do doing 110, 115, 105, whatever. Not only do you get as much done in a day, you're a lot easier on your machine, your equipment, your brakes, your clutch, whatever. Just take your time and every all the truck drivers out there, let's just slow the fuck down, all right? I'm not... Listen, I'm not out here to bash all the passenger drivers. The truckers can can definitely do a better job as well. But take your time, all right? There's no rush, all right? You're going to you're going to end up killing yourself or you're going to end up killing somebody else because you're in a goddamn hurry. Okay? Just relax and and slow down, okay? And finally on the on the trucker topic, if you're a young truck driver or a new truck driver, you don't have to be young to be a new truck driver. Seek out. You get a chance. You're in a driver's lounge or you're filling up with fuel or, or you're waiting to get loaded at a grain elevator or gravel pit or whatever. Seek out an old truck driver that you can just tell has been driving truck for fucking 50 years, seen a thing or two, all right? Seek them out. Just have a conversation with them. Don't be afraid to ask questions and just listen to them. They've These old fuckers have got advice for you that doesn't even have anything to do with driving truck. And I'll tell you how I know this. So I went to uh, a, I went to pick up some fertilizer in Hamilton, Ontario the other day. And I'd never been to this place before. And that was cool. Pretty easy to figure out. All, um, all instructions were given through the CB radio. It was great. So... I pulled off the scales and I noticed to my right that there was an old boy sitting at a picnic table, dart on the go, God love him, dart on the go and an extra large fucking black coffee. All right, my kind of guy. So I wheel off the scales, I go around and park, so I had some time, uh, there's a couple trucks getting loaded, so I had some time, so I jumped out of the truck. Climbed up on my trailers, opened my tarp. It was a beautiful day outside. Opened my tarps, and I sauntered over, and I uh, took up a seat beside this old trucker, and I said, oh, this must be the driver's lounge. Ha, ha, ha. And he just kind of shook his head, and he looked at me, and he said, don't ever fucking do that again. And I was, I'm, I was taken aback. I was, uh, I was really caught off guard, actually. So little bit intimidated by this guy. Now, he probably had to be in his 70s. I'm not shitting you. Either that or he was 55 and he looked 70 because this guy was hammering darts. Hammering back to Peter Jackson's untied work boots. Great big old trucker's cap on. You know, the the plaid flannel shirt with like the, the button domes, you know. Only like, only done up to the top of his fucking boiler. Right, so the the top of the shirt was open, just chest hair flying everywhere, gold chain, and you know how I knew this fucking guy meant business. Two things I think I already mentioned them. One was the untied work boots. Guys that don't tie their work boots up are fucking usually pretty tough. I'm just gonna throw that out there. But the second thing that I noticed that this guy meant business, fucking copper bracelet. 
and you you know the type. You know the type. One of those old boys that think wearing thinks wearing a copper bracelet's gonna help his arthritis, eh? And like I said, just hauling darts. So I'm kind of intimidated by this guy. Again, relatively new driver, never been to this facility. I walk up and he says, Don't ever fucking do that again. So I'm taken aback and I'm thinking, Well, what like Jesus Christ, what did I do wrong? And I'm looking around and it's only our two trucks in the parking lot. Other guys are getting loaded. And I'm trying to figure out what I did wrong. And I said, well, I, like, sorry, sir, I, I don't understand what you're talking about. And he says, you climbed up there, a real fucking young go-getter, and you rolled your tarps, and you just, you fucking, you just jumped off your trailer and walked over here. And I'm like, the fuck is this guy talking about? Like, what is in that cigarette? Like, I'm trying to figure it out. And I said, well, like, what do you mean? And he goes, yeah, you just fucking jumped off your trailer. And I said, well, yeah, like, how else am I supposed to get off the trailer? He says, they put steps on the goddamn thing for a reason. Take the fucking steps down off the trailer. And I'm standing there, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why is that so offensive to this guy? And I'm standing there, and I must have looked fucking stupider than I usually do. Because this guy says, you got no fucking idea what I'm talking about, do you? And I said, I chuckled. I said, no, I actually don't. So if you want to fill me in. So he told me, he says, you know, you spend X amount of years doing this, and instead of taking the the steps down off your trailer, you jump, and sooner or later, your fucking knees are going to give out, your ankles are going to be gone, and your body just can't take that fucking abuse, and he's lecturing me, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, fuck, you know, and and I know I he is 100% right. It doesn't matter whether you're climbing down off your trailers, whether you're climbing off the track or whatever, when you're young and dumb, like me, it's always quicker because you're always in a fucking hurry, right? I just got done telling the truckers to slow down, but you're always in a fucking hurry. You jump out of your truck, you jump out of the fucking tractor, you jump off the trailers because it's faster. It's faster than taking the steps. But over time, all that impact, your knees, your back, your ankles, everything that absorbs that shock, it's, it's going to fucking catch up to you. So this, this guy started lecturing me on that. And he started just lecturing me on, not lecturing me, but just giving me some tips on other things. And he's like, he was even at me about the way I rolled my tarps. He's like, yeah, you're fucking reaching way up over your head, blah, blah, blah. I should have spent the extra money and got power tarps. And you're going to throw your fucking shoulders and your elbows out. And I'm sitting there. And this one, this one really caught me off guard because... Most guys of, of his vintage, I always found kind of cheap. And and I mean that in the nicest way because a lot of guys of his vintage, they didn't grow up with much. And when they did get old enough to afford stuff, interest rates were through the fucking yin-yang in the 80s and so on and so forth. So spending money to them, it just, to me, it doesn't make sense. But he was telling me, he's like, you should have spent the extra money to roll those fucking tarps or for the power tarps, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, he's fucky. But he's right. He's right about things like this. And the these old truckers, these old farmers, these old police officers, garbage men, whatever. If you're, a, if you're new to your career or if you're young in your career, I guess that's kind of the same thing. But you know what I mean? Seek out the guys that have been doing this for 25, 30, 35, 40 years and just pick their brains on shit. They're full of fucking knowledge that will never even cross your mind. Okay. And it's going to come in pretty valuable. And furthermore to this old boy. 
So this was down at a, uh, I guess we'll call it a union dock, where the stevedores are kind of all in charge of, you know, getting trucks and stuff loaded. So we're sitting there, and he's done lecturing me now, and he says, well, one more fucking thing. <sighs> Long fucking haul, just about takes in a whole dart with one haul. <laughs> he fucking says, don't let these fucking cocksuckers tell you how to load your fucking truck either. You load your truck the way you fucking want your truck loaded. So I'm like, okay, well, sure. Sure, buddy. So sure enough, I pull under the fucking spout to get loaded with fertilizer. And I got my first hopper loaded, no problem. And I got my second hopper was was getting loaded. And the way I like to load my B trains, is it's a long story. But anyways, it started to pile up. Started pile started to pile up fairly high in the second hopper, and one of the fucking stevedores comes over and he's fucking screaming at me to move my truck. Meanwhile, I'm like four, I don't know, two or four psi where I want to be on my load gauges. So I'm standing there and he's fucking barking at me, and I turn around and I'm like, "Listen, bud, I'll load load my own fucking truck." And he's like, "Well, and you're fucking overloaded. You're trying to drive out of here. Don't fucking blame me." Blah. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. So got in the truck, finished getting the truck loaded, whatever. This fucking old cocksucker. He follows me right over to the scales and I pull up on the scales. So you're allowed 63,500 kg on my outfit. That's that's what I'm legal for. So I pull on the scale and I was 63,100 kg. So I was, I was underweight, which is perfect. That's right where you want to be. And this old cocksucker, he drives over and he looks up at the scale scale display and he just gives me like a disgusted look and drives off. And I'm like, fuck you, buddy. Like if you had it your way, I'd be way underloaded. And uh, that way, you know, I wouldn't, you know, the closer to being legal you can be with your payload, obviously, the more money you're going to make. Okay. So I don't know. I just found it funny that this old fucker was like, don't let him out of fucking tell you how to load your truck. And the first thing is this. This other old cocksucker tries to tell me how to load my truck. So, fuck that guy. Probably doesn't listen to the podcast. So I'm okay with that. I'll still be allowed to uh, get loaded with fertilizer down in Hamilton. So, anyways, yeah. That's that's my story. That's, that's kind of why I, you know, I say seek out these old people in whatever industry it is you're in. Seek out someone who's been doing it for a long time and listen to them. Fuck, you're going to learn a lot. Okay. So that's kind of it for the for the trucking. And like I said, for you guys out there, I know I got a lot of listeners that, that truck for a living. If I missed anything, which I know I missed a lot, but anything you'd like to add, anything you'd like to correct me on, by all means, I'm all ears. And, and if you're out there, and the majority of my listeners, I know you guys don't drive big trucks. So if you're a passenger drive, passenger vehicle driver that's been listening to this podcast, pay attention to the shit I said about merge lanes and being aware of your surroundings. It's going to make the it's going to make the road safer for me. It's going to make the road safer for you. It's going to make the road safer for your kids. Please listen to what I said, okay? This isn't just stuff I've pulled out of my ass, okay? I watch it, I see it through the windshield every fucking day. And I, you know, knock on wood, I shouldn't even say it. I'm probably going to jinx it. Knock on wood, I've I've been pretty lucky with my trucking career thus far. I haven't I haven't been part of any big accidents. I haven't seen any big accidents, blah, blah, blah. I'd like to fucking keep it that way. So please listen to what I say, okay? Now, moving on from the trucking, we're going to talk a little bit agriculture here. And I know I said, oh, fuck, I don't want to talk agriculture. I'm a farmer. I fucking don't need to f- fucking talk about ag every time I come home. And on my podcast, I get bored of it. 
But this is kind of goes hand in hand with the trucking, okay? I don't know if you guys have noticed, but uh, the weather's warming up and spring is here, which means farmers are going to be on the road with large equipment trying to get the planting in the ground. And then after planting, it's going to be spraying and haying and finally wrapping it up in the fall with, with harvest. So there's going to be a lot of farm equipment on the road, okay? And there's just a couple things I want to go over here, okay? Because... Again, a lot, and I feel like I'm picking on, and I'm picking on passenger vehicle drivers, but guess what? I drive a passenger vehicle too, so I got to take my own advice here. I just don't fucking rip everywhere in my Peterbilt. I'd love to. Got a sleeper on it. The things I'm capable of with that fucking having that sleeper around, you don't even know. But, but listen, farmers, when you're moving equipment, please do not have one wheel on the fucking shoulder and one wheel on the pavement, Okay and drivers this is unsafe for us okay i don't know how good you guys are at physics out there but a very heavy machine such as a tractor combine whatever on a what could potentially be a soft shoulder and give away at any minute especially on steep slopes that that is unsafe okay you don't know when you're going to hit a sinkhole or when the shoulder's just going to give way and guess what you're in the ditch okay as a as a farm operator also, with driving one wheel on the shoulder, one wheel on the pavement, this gives motorists, um, they think they got more room than they actually do to pull out and pass you. Or they think they can sneak between you and another vehicle. I have fucking seen that thing happen too. Um, it's just not safe. We pay our taxes to take up your whole fucking lane. I understand sometimes you're wider than the lane. Okay, and you, you're trying to be courteous, but it's unsafe, plain and simple. Take up the whole lane if you have to and, and figure it out, all right? Um, safety lights, slow-moving signs, blah, blah, blah. Please make sure your equipment has them. Make sure they're installed. Make sure they are functioning properly. And for the fucking love of Mary and Joseph, if you're one of these farmers that doesn't have lights on their apparatus... Do not go up and down the road with it after dark. Jesus Christ. Like, you give us all a fucking bad name. You small few that feel the fucking need to do this. It is unsafe. And again, you're going to get somebody killed. Now, for those of you listening, I'm giving shit to the farmers here, not the motor vehicles here. If you don't have lights on your equipment, stay off the road after daylight. Okay? You... It's, it's fucking ridiculous. You wouldn't drive down the road with no headlights or no taillights in your pickup truck or your family van or your fucking motorcycle. Why would you do it with a tractor? What makes you think it's okay to do it on a goddamn tractor? Okay, it's not. But here's one thing about the flashers that is always up for debate. And I here's my theory on it. So, okay, so... Pretty much all farm equipment now comes with the orange flashing lights on it for nighttime use, daytime use. Essentially, most guys use them anytime they're on the road. Okay. Um, in daylight hours, my, all my tractors or most of my tractors have beacons on them, so a spinning light, and then they have your your uh, your four-way hazard lights. Now, I have a theory here, and uh, farmers, I'm I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this too, but. So during daylight hours, I actually do not, I turn my beacon on, but I do not turn my flashers on. And here's why. What I find is if you're driving down the road with your flashers on, 
okay, and you have a driver behind you, maybe they're behind you for two, three, four miles in some cases, maybe even longer. What usually happens with these tractor flashers is if you want to make a right turn, you put your right blinker on. That light stays blinking, but your left light goes solid, okay? And what I find is that after drivers have been following along a vehicle with the flashing yellow lights, okay, and, and the farmer puts his blinker on, they actually don't notice that the one light has stopped blinking because it stays on. It just stops blinking. But they almost get like hypnotized or something and they don't fucking notice that. So in the daytime, I leave my flashing lights off. That way, when I go to make a right or left turn, then the lights come on and start flashing and it actually catches the driver's attention. I've had a lot of cases where... So our farm, quite often, when we come to our home farm with equipment, um, we come from the south. So we're heading north, and we have to make a left across traffic. And in more cases than I can count, if I run up the road with my flashers on, and I put my blinker on, and I go to turn in the driveway, it just so happens that our driveway is on a very flat, on a very flat stretch of highway. So a lot of guys, a lot of drivers will pull out and pass us if I have my flashers on and I put my blinker on. But what I've noted, what I started to notice and I thought I would try was I shut my flashers off when I put on my blinker, my signal light. I don't have as many people trying to pass me. So that's my theory is that they get a little hypnotized and they don't actually notice that there's, there's an actual turn signal on. That's my theory. Feel free, feel free to agree or disagree Okay, and, and farm operators, same thing. The more mirrors you can have on your equipment, the better, in my opinion. It's much like I said about the passenger vehicles with the transport trucks. Be aware of your surroundings if you're a farm or operator going up and down the highway. Okay, passenger vehicles, they get impatient. They get a little gutsy. Okay, they get stupid. They make stupid decisions, and we do as farm operators. We make stupid decisions on the road, too. We're working long hours. We're tired. We make stupid decisions. We make unsafe decisions. Sometimes we just make decisions out of sheer ignorance. Um, the more mirrors on your equipment, the better. Please, please, please be aware of your surroundings, okay? And finally, again, this goes out to the passenger vehicles, Okay. You come up behind a tractor, combine, whatever. Can you fucking relax? And can you fucking be patient? Please and thank you. Okay? Farmers don't want to be driving up and down the road with their equipment. Okay? But unfortunately, that's the way things have are, are going in the agriculture industry. Furthermore, you heard me say it earlier. Believe it or not, Farmers fucking pay taxes too. We have every right to be on that road that a cyclist does, a motor vehicle does, a motorcycle does, a fucking goddamn walking pedestrian does. We all have the same right to be on that road because we all fucking pay taxes. But what fucking irks me, and you've heard me say this before, is you will sit in line at Starbucks for 12 minutes for a fucking $14 coffee but you won't sit behind a tractor or a combine down the road for two or three miles because you're in a fucking hurry. It doesn't make any sense. It's fucking unsafe. Relax. Calm down. Okay? Enjoy the scenery. You're on a beautiful country road. 
Relax and take your time. We understand you got places to go. Guess what? So do we as farmers. If you come up behind a farm vehicle and you're in an absolute hurry, maybe try flashing your lights. Maybe try honking your horn or something. And I don't know many farmers that if they see or hear that behind them that won't pull over and give you the opportunity to pass. But can you please just fucking calm down and relax, okay? We, we're doing our best, okay? We're helping put food on your table. I'm not going to take all the fucking credit for it. Farmers are helping put food on your table. Give us a little time. Give us a little respect, and we will return the favor. We will give you the time and respect when the roles are reversed, okay? Everybody just calm down. Just be aware of what's going on on the roads out there, okay? It's a busy time of season, especially out in rural areas where I know most of you guys, most of the people that listen to my podcast, that's where you're all from, all right? You're all from from rural Canada. And uh, just slow down and take our time on the roads, especially this time of year with the, with the farm equipment and everything going on. Please and thank you. You make everybody's life a lot safer. And uh, we all got families to go home to at night. All right. So there it is. So moving on. Um, Swag. Yes. Sorry. The swag. Cox Talk Swag. I still have some hats available. They are available for $30. Now here's a fucking other thing. I got some people coming at me. Oh, fuck. $30 for a fucking Cox Talks hat. Holy fuck, bud. Well, okay, so I actually paid um, the majority of the bill out of my own pocket to have these hats made up, first of all. Second of all, these are very quality hats, okay? These aren't just the fucking gas station specials that I threw my own logo on. These are fucking top of the line, very nice, very comfortable hats, Okay. I've sold quite a few. I have a few left. I've sold quite a few. So if you're one of the people out there that has bought my hats, please send me a uh, testimonial. Is that what you call it? Send me a review on a Cox Talks hat, and I'll get it up on the Cox Talks page on social media. Send it to me on video. Send a picture with a review, whatever you want. Send me some of that shit. We'll throw it up there. Let's get these hats sold, okay? You'll spend $30 on a fucking Maple Leafs hat for your kid, all right? pumping money into that garbage can of a fucking organization that all they got to do is dangle the carrot in front of you fucking Leaf fans, okay? Spend money on us. Spend money on us. Spend money on us. We'll never win a cup. We'll be out in the first round again. But here, spend $30 and buy your kid a hat. Fuck that. Buy a Cox Talks hat. At least you get something out of it, like a, a fucking laugh or you punch your radio or you something, right? You get some respect. Okay, people notice you. You wear a Cox Talks hat, all right? So if you want a Cox Talks hat, reach out to me on social media or uh, text me, whatever. Just get a hold of me. Figure out a way to fucking get a hold of me. I'm not hard to find. And uh, we will arrange uh, to get you a Cox Talks hat. So uh, finally, finally, the hero cookie is back. The hero cookie is back. And we'll jump right into this, the fucking hero cookie. Okay, so did you guys see on the news where Mike Tyson fucking punched some guy out on a plane? So story goes that uh, Mike Tyson was getting on a flight with, with this group of guys. Tyson was by himself. This group of guys, they were getting on. They had their own destination. And, you know, they were uh, 
And well, fuck, it's Mike Tyson. I mean, you're going to want to get a picture with him. You're maybe going to want to get his autograph. Okay. Like, I get it. It's fucking Mike Tyson. But I guess the story goes, so Tyson was uh, more than willing to have his picture taken with this character. Gave him an autograph. So on and so forth. Very cordial to him. Uh, you know, very obedient. Um, they got on the plane, and it turns out that this guy was sitting right behind Tyson. And I guess this guy was quite obliterated. Too many Bud Lights for the kid. Anyways, I guess he wouldn't leave Tyson alone. And Tyson several times told the guy, like, look, bud, I just I want to be a fucking, just let me enjoy my flight. Like, beat it. Get lost. And I guess the guy was pretty persistent and just talking his ear off and whatever. And Tyson turned around, reached over the seat, and just fucking beat the wheels off this guy. So... I guess that all got sorted out or whatever. <clears throat> well, now the fucking douchebag wants to sue Mike Tyson. Now, listen. Did Tyson need to turn around and fucking punch this guy's eyes shut? No, no, he he probably didn't. But does this guy who was drunk and bugging him, does he know who the who he's fucking dealing with? Mike Tyson is a stone-cold killer. Mike Tyson has a very short fuse. Mike Tyson's already done hard time. I don't think he's fucking scared of doing it again. And Mike Tyson has a lot of fucking money. Mike Tyson has some connections. He can probably just make you go away. But you bug Mike Tyson enough, he's going to snap. Those wires are going to cross. And you're going to be eating your lunch through a fucking straw for the next six to eight weeks. All right. So this guy gets punched out by Tyson. Now he's trying to sue him. Now he's trying to sue him and charge him for assault or something, whatever the fuck it is. So this guy's getting the hero cookie for being a complete fucking douchebag because you want to sue the guy, you're lucky you still got your fucking teeth, pal. You're lucky you can see out of your eyes. As a matter of fact, I think you're lucky that you're still breathing. So you can have the hero cookie because you still have your teeth, because you want to sue Mike Tyson, because you wouldn't let a celebrity just be a fucking, not just any celebrity either, a fucking stone cold killer with a short fuse. You wouldn't let him just be a dude, just enjoy his fucking flight in peace and quiet. All right, maybe have a couple vodkas on the plane. You wouldn't let him alone. He fucking punches your eyes shut. You want to sue him. I just, I, and here's the other thing I guarantee if Tyson wasn't a celebrity, if he was just fucking Roger from Arkansas who was just going to see his daughter and Roger punched him, he wouldn't be suing that guy. Because he knows he probably doesn't have any money like Mike Tyson does. So just because Tyson's a celebrity, this guy's going to fucking sue him. Well, fuck you, bud. You are this episode's hero cookie on the Cox Talks episode. So that's it. That's all. That is this week's episode. Once again, I'm sorry I was late. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, love doing this. I hope you guys all enjoy it. Keep it coming with the feedback. I'm looking for those swag testimonials. Don't forget to send those my way. And uh, always remember the most important thing, the most important thing of the Cox Talks podcast, tell your fucking friends. Thanks for listening. Soundstripe. <laughs>